Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean and stay tuned for more information on that later. Trying to keep people hooked. Trying to keep people interested. Unfortunately. (laughs) The Hawks lose 3-0 to the Nashville Predators. We don't have that read. uh, In a game that wasn't uh, quite as horrible as we predicted in the first, uh, or in the pregame show, rather. The first period, real bad. Yeah. The next uh, 40 minutes, not so bad. And I think the key takeaway in this game is Arvid Soderbloom with a pretty solid bounce back game. He was, he was the first goal he let in was, was of the soft variety, but really kind of uh, hunkered down after that and kept the Hawks in the game. Yeah. Beyond that first goal, he was the reason that they, you know, kept it a one goal game up until a you know, five on three power play in the final minutes of the, of the game. And then it's two, nothing empty goal, empty net three, nothing like he, he had the performance that probably he was looking for um, after the string of performances he's had uh, the last almost all season, basically. Um, so that's that's all you could ask from him. And and the bar was set very low for him in the rest of the season. And to come away with 33 saves, you, you give up two goals. Like most nights, that should give your team an opportunity to win and Unfortunately, it's, you know, this Blackhawks team has a really hard time getting anything going offensively outside of Connor Bedard yeah. uh, on most nights, and the power play was terrible tonight. So what that's what are you going to do? We're going to get to the power play. Uh, a couple weeks ago for my Blackhawks beat, I talked to P, uh, Steve Peters from PHNX, former goalie, uh, NHL video coach, and asked him, like, can you explain the slingshot power play and how it's supposed to work? We've downloaded that video. We're going to play it during this show so you can get an insider's perspective on why teams use the power, the slingshot power play, why it's supposed to work, and why it's not working for the Hawks. It's a really good night to bring it out, I thought, because as we said in pregame, when you're overmatched, the best thing you can do is have your power play or penalty kill come out and perform well. The penalty kill was good. Mm-hmm. They gave up a five on three, but what are you going to do? Uh, the power play had one shot on three attempts. That's yeah, one sh- one shot on goal on three power plays. Right. Like, come on, yeah. come on, guys. And and the power play in the third period, you know, when you think, okay, maybe we get some get it get a chance here. It was still a one goal game. They couldn't make, they couldn't connect a pass to save their life. It like, it's and and I know this this roster is so depleted. But come on, these are professional hockey players. Like, you have a power play. Puck possession shouldn't be the hardest thing that you have to overcome. I mean, there was a pass from point to point with no, no defense that just was fumbled. Didn't and, and didn't get there. It's yeah, like, it's you. I can make that pass to Greg. Can you though? I think so. Once I mean, they wheeled us out can, onto the ice, you, and let us, <laughs> are we playing floor hockey? <laughs> <laughs> but it was honestly, it was a point to point, undefended yeah. play, and they the pass was just behind, and it went out of the zone. It's like. Come on, like the simplest things yeah. are are it's, killing this team. It's um, impossible. Yeah, it's it's brutal. The, 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 they got the power play to start the third period. They won the faceoff, and it still took them 20 seconds to get the puck going in the right direction. Yeah, you got to go backwards first. And, you know, people want to say, oh, you know, coaching on the power play. Well, sure, maybe. But 
fuck's sake, look at these guys who <laughs> yeah. are out here. Dude, you, you said it after the last game. I was I was a little bit fired up, and then Greg Greg kind of talked me down and said, is Luke Richardson flipping over a table really going to make Colin Blackwell a, a legit NHL scoring threat or Cole Gutman, someone that you can count on? That? Yeah. No, that's not it, – this is a matter of talent. And, look, if, the, if this team was still at the full strength it was – actually, it really never was, but – if Hall was still here and Perry was still here and Seth Jones was still playing and all these injured players were in the lineup and it was looking like this, then I'd I'd be a little more concerned yeah. with the coaching. But yeah, it'd be no, different. The, the, Scotty Bowman in his prime couldn't do shit with this team right now no, the way they're made up. No. There's no way. And you have a, a not very talented team who's also a very passive team. And that's two yes. things that just not... You can have not a lot of talent and be aggressive, and maybe yeah. every third night you catch somebody and you, you, you turn in a good effort. Hey, that was it, last year's team. Yeah. <laughs> this year's team is passive. Kevin Korczynski refuses to shoot the puck. Oh. Guys just pass it to no one. Guys, I think they feel like if they hold on to the puck for more than two seconds... It's like one of those uh, messages from Inspector Gadget where it explodes. The chief will self-destruct. Like if you hold on to the puck for more than one point seven seconds, it's going to blow up. And guys, just get it and just like, well, it's been one second. I better pass it, even though there's nobody where I'm passing it to. Mm. It's a passive team when they have the puck, when they have the puck, which isn't very much. And when they do have the puck, you have guys who can't score. And guys who just refuse to even try. Well, it's it's what Derek Plant said going in, into the third period. It was spoke to uh, Vosters and Troy between periods, and they're like, "What do you got to do to get more uh, bodies in front of uh, of Juicy Soros?" And he goes, "Possess the puck." Yeah, that's you the know, first and, and that's the thing. Like when Simple. you never have the puck, you're not going to be able to get anything set up. And then when they finally do set up on the power play, nothing gets done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, as we do every game, we're going to let you vote for the four-star of the game. Your three stars are Gustav Nyquist slash Thomas Tatar, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, number two star, and UC Soros, number one star for Nashville. So here are your nominees. Uh, Nikita Zaitsev, 19-20 of ice time. He had a shot on goal, four shot attempts, two hits, and five block shots. Also the biggest blue line, for what that, if that counts to you. Arvid Soderblom uh, stopped 33 of 35 <laughs> Nashville shots. And Colin Blackwell, 13.08 of ice time, four shots, and seven shot attempts. So get your votes in. The other bit of news here is yet another apparent injury. Yep. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier, who had been playing a very solid game, I thought, yeah, uh, gets well. crunched along the boards, leaves the ice holding his arm, and did not return. So looks like another. We'll see what Luke has to say yeah. after the game about this, but uh, did not look good. Yeah, not uh, definitely do not want to sp- uh, you know, speculate before there's any information out there. But uh, someone pointed it out online. Um, it looked very similar to when Kirby Doc crun- crunched his arm at the World Juniors yeah. and skated right off the ice. Um, hopefully it's not that that uh, serious. And, and everybody knows this Blackhawks team does not need more injuries uh, or anything like that. I know Beauvillier left the game. Uh, Blackwell wasn't on the bench for the the start um, the end of the second period, but was able to come back out. Philip Kershaw took a took a heavy hit that uh, Nick Foligno made. Uh, was it Lozon answer for? So yeah, like just at this point with how many injuries this team has sustained, it just seems like every 
hit every collision every you know play that goes into the board you're kind of just like don't get hurt like because you're getting down <laughs> getting down to you know okay if Bovillier's out we were d- discussing this who who comes up from Rockford Mike Hardman David left. Gust do you sign Anders Bjork to an NHL deal like That's what I would do jeez everybody that was contributing in Rockford is already here right and it's Colton Doc is on uh Colton Doc is on uh Concussion protocol. Concussion protocol. Uh, I don't think Ryder Ralston's getting the call, though I wouldn't hate that. But yeah, I'm sure. David Gus. Michael Tepley. Uh, yeah, Sign Andres Bjork. Or or if there was only a three-time <laughs> Stanley Cup winner and former All Star available, just sitting there, saying hey, sign, petting his dog, waiting for me. his phone to ring. If there was only somebody like if that only. out there, yes, if only. If only. They, I mean, they need do it. They need healthy bodies right now, and do it. You know, the term "healthy" can be subjective, but they need bodies. And Phil Kessel is a body. He is certainly sure. a body. He do is it. a pig male form. Sign Phil Kessel. Yeah. I, I mean, man, it it's 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 made sense since day one of free agency, and it makes no more sense. Or it makes so much sense now. Like, get a guy who's actually one. Currently not hurt, yes. uh, has a has a track record of being a legitimate NHL player. Uh, sure, he doesn't have the same speed that he used to play with, and maybe you know his offensive abilities aren't what he was when he was an All Star. But at least it's somebody who knows how to do it. Somebody who still has a little bit of that uh, capacity to do that. I mean, it, it's a guy coming in who's just looking for an, a chance to play in the NHL. Bring him in. I, every teammate that, well, not everyone, but most teammates that have played with him have loved him. Like he's he is a, a a great personality to have in the locker room, and I don't think it's a bad idea to get a good locker room personality in here right now and a guy who could actually play NHL minutes. Here's a little update from uh, Mark Lazarus. He says Luke Richardson said Anthony Beauvillier would travel with the team to New York, but he didn't sound terribly optimistic. Lazarus says he just walked by Beauvillier and his left arm appeared to be in a cast or sling. So not great. Mm. Not great news there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for sure. As for the Kessel thing, I don't want to be the wet blanket guy here, but it's just, it feels like it would have happened by now. I, I, there's a lot of, there's been so many moments where Kyle Davidson could have gone out and bring, bring in somebody to address this. And someone to help out when the injuries are like when Corey Perry went away or when Taylor Hall went down, there were opportunities, opportunities. I know they said like, well, you know, guys are going to come back and we need to have roster spots for them. Yeah. There's some guys on this team that could benefit from a full season in Rockford. Look, Cole Gutman, Brett Sini, go on and on. You know, even if you wanted to throw Joey Anderson onto that pile, I think bringing somebody in doesn't hurt at all. I, 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 you got to do something here. So the team at least feels supported, yeah. right? Because game after game, guys are going down. And look, like Beauvillier goes down trying to win a puck, going against, mm-hmm. support, you know, on a puck battle. Like, the guys are getting hurt from competing and playing hard. Right. And as they keep dropping, keep dropping, and, and the team looks up, you know, up on high to the skybox, like, yeah, a little help. There's it, And it doesn't have to be Phil Kessel. There are guys out there that are available for... Low pick, like, I don't know. Josh Bailey. Beauvillier was a good example of kind of doing that. Like, okay, this is a guy who, you know, 
decent pedigree, has shown he can perform. There's more Beauvilliers in the league, and as these injuries begin to stack up, maybe it's not Kessel, but I'd like to see somebody uh, come in and and help this team out a little bit. I just think that you kind of owe it to your team. I know, Bullvi- you know, we want we the the goal is to lose. And I saw McLovin say something earlier uh, in the chat, kind of about like, well, it's a catch twenty two because. Um, where did that quote go? I don't want to misquote him. There it is. He said, this team is a catch-22 no matter what. I'd rather lose and get the lottery than win and have people complain we don't rebuild right. The the point, Yes, the wins and losses don't matter. But And, and somebody on Twitter sort of said this day too. It's like, yes, we don't mind the W's or L's, but it's how the W's and L's are coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, that's, a, that's where the concern comes in. And today was a better example. This is not an 8-1 loss to the Stars. This could have gone either way, but... I don't know. I think at some point you to look your players in the eyes and just be like, there's no help coming. That's gotta be, it's gotta be frustrating. I would imagine. Yeah, but I mean, in all seriousness, who, what are the actual options? I mean, I know we, we, we've been pounding a table for Phil Kessel, at least Mario and I have. And I'll, most of that, if you haven't known is tongue in cheek. Though it's I a bit, still, but it'd be I would fun. Still love to see it. <laughs> it'd right. be fun if it happened. I mean, we're we're, we're not like you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not going to move the needle if he gets here. It'll be fun for us to cover him, but as far as how, but I mean, what are the, what are the other realistic options? Um, you know, I I just don't. I mean, you do need some more NHL talent here, but I just mm-hmm. don't know if. Is it worth giving up other assets to to bring in somebody for forty games on this bad team? And I, I don't see no. anybody that would be available out there. I don't think you need to trade to that, get a guy. The, the Beauvillier move was was in response to Hall. That was that was the like Hall's gone. Let's try and get somebody who can play up and down the lineup. Maybe can play in a top six in a pinch. And you help out Vancouver. You get some asset. You get some assets. Uh, um, you know you you get a little bit of extra for helping them out, right? I, there's no reason to do that again, to try and do that again. If if you can sign somebody for nothing, like Phil Kessel or whoever is available out there, yeah, not, for, not half, of for, for half a season, <laughs> like, sure, you could do that at the cost of, you know, a league minimum contract that's prorated for half a season. Literally costs you nothing. Um, and you, hey, maybe they come in and actually look productive and, and they have... Uh, half, you know, half the games less than most guys have played this season. So a team at the deadline might actually think about, hey, maybe they're in the league and play well. We could give up future considerations for them or something, you know. Or you keep them all, you keep them here all year, and it doesn't matter for next season or beyond because you just say, hey, thanks for the the fill in role for half a season. Or you say, come on down, David Gust, come on down or up rather, uh, no down, Rockford's north. Um, Mike Hardman, you know, sure. And but as you mentioned in the pregame, Greg, like the more the Blackhawks go through injuries and just keep bringing guys up from Rockford, the more they're hurting Rockford. Yeah, which down to nobody. Which in the last two seasons, we've seen you know the the organization as a whole kind of treat Rockford more as, hey, we want to invest in development down here rather than just here's a bunch of guys that maybe. Don't have that might not have a future in the NHL, but we're just stashing them here for a few years. So 
I, you know, do you, do you keep taking from Rockford at the detriment of developing some of your players or do you go grab somebody off the couch for pennies on the dollar and just ride it out for half a season? All right. Well, here's your couch options. Uh, Jonathan Taves. <laughs> He's no, no. Uh, Josh Bailey. You know, I, I will say, can I, can I point out in the, so the intermission, second intermission right. that like. NHL yeah. year, year in review. The the Jonathan Tays segment was the goodbye segment. Yeah. So right. I mean, they'll say, well, he said goodbye to Chicago, which is technically true, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Josh Bailey, Josh Black Bailey. Hawks legend. Uh they have Jesse Pulyarvi here listed, but didn't he sign with so I don't know. Uh, he's uh he's, he got pl- him with he's playing in Finland, I thought. I don't know. Uh, uh Phil Kessel, Kiefer Bellows, Nolan Patrick, Wayne Simmons. Nolan Patrick retired. But he didn't, uh, though. He Cody didn't. Clark, I don't know. Pierre Cedric Labrie, Derek Broussard, Ryan Dezingle, Austin Polganski, Eric Stahl, Alex Chason, Zach Parise. Dezingle's from the area, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so there you go. Nobody's walking through this door and making this team a whole lot Do you better. want 38-year-old Zach Parise on a league minimum deal? Sure. No, supposedly he's going he's gonna to go back to the Islanders anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, if you're talking about none, none of what you do if if you were to go the route of free agency, is turning the team around. It's just to g- give this roster an option of someone who could play in the NHL that you're not just plucking up from from the AHL to say here next man up. Like, yeah. I don't know. And the AHL, uh, the the Ice Hogs. I mean, there's just not. They're really going to be struggling these next few weeks because. <clears throat> You know, Cole Gutman was one of their top guys. He's up mm-hmm. here. Uh, Brent Sini's there was their leading goal scorer. He's up here. Crevier, <clears throat> uh, you know, Phillips, those guys are up here. Um, but you know, the Joey Anderson was a big part of their at the team. beginning of the year. Yeah. Whoa. There's not much left to take. Colton Dock is hurt. Uh, so yeah, you've got <laughs> David Gust. You've got. York, if you sign him, which you, sure that seems a, to be like the most reasonable yeah. thing to do. At right. least he's got speed, and it's not going to hurt the development of anybody. I mean, it makes the team worse, but the Ice Hogs, Ice Hogs, right? Yeah. But the NA, the the AHL guys, the guys that like that's why I don't think Doc would be the guy, even if he was healthy, because that that's it's more the guys who aren't getting called up who are the important guys, not the guys getting called up. That's why Del Mastro and Allen never got yeah, called up right. while the defense was going through all their guys. That's, um, that's why Doc has stayed down there. Right. The whole, and the whole I don't think Ryder Ralston's going to be the guy getting the call. Not that I don't think, I'm not saying Ryder Ralston's a huge part of the future, but they want him to play down there. Michael Tupley. Uh, sure. He's he had, been around for a few years. He had a big weekend. He had a, a three point weekend. So why the hell not give yeah. him a shot? He's slow as all hell, but <laughs> he'll fit right in. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I get frustration. I get people, who, uh, you know, got to get help, got to get help. Everybody has been brought in here to help has been killed at some point this season. <laughs> Everybody I told about the file is dead. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, you know, anybody who said they saw a, a, a shot come from the grassy knoll at Dealey Plaza yeah. mysteriously died. Like, hey, I'm here to help Connor Bedard. <laughs> dead. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Man, well in that case, you said it right. I mean, that's it's just that's how it seems. Way. It's it's tough. It, it's they're in a tough spot. And look, like 
We have had many games here. We've been pissed about the effort, and this was not one of them. This is this is about as good as you could have hoped for. Now yeah. I will say, the power play is yeah. an irritant. And why don't we get to the PD thing next? It's really good. Sure. Uh, first, we want to tell you about our friends at Circa Sportsbook, and if you want to place your wagers there's no better place to do it than circa their games strive to be a minus 110 split on the circa sports menu unlike other sports books which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits circa sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets like futures golf tournaments etc especially when comparing to other books they've got high app limits and transparency circa sports does not limit players based on their winnings every player has the same limits unlike other books who limit winning players. That's not fair. Circa encourages bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available and compare the lines from each sports book. And they're confident that when you do, you'll be happy with what Circa has to offer. Uh, aside from their great odds, they also have incredible customer service. There's real people behind the Circa sports brand. No chat bots like a bunch of those other sports books use. use. Get out of here. And all aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So what should you do? Well, download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today and be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. And if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB. To 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Do we have a... Is this, is this the real Duke in our chat here? Wow. Yeah, this is the Duke of oh. Bears. Oh. The, uh, CHJ of Bears celebrity. Only one way to talk. Yeah. How about that? Wow. Thanks, Duke. Thanks, Duke. Uh, we'll, we'll read that super chat after I tell everyone about the good people at the Midtown Athletic Club. Where the Duke's a member, probably. Probably, <laughs> yeah. afford it. Uh they have four Chicagoland locations for you to start your year right for your physical and mental health. Uh, they have lo locations in Palatine, Bannockburn, Willowbrook, and right here in the city uh, in the heart of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. And that is the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Uh, Midtown in Palatine, uh, they launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which is close to completion. Uh, the club has been open the entire time, but it is almost fully functional in its uh, peak form, helping you get in your peak form. Like Phil Kessel. Yes. And Midtown right now is offering no initiation fees through the month of January at their locations in Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook. So if you're looking to get in to the Midtown Athletic Club, if you're uh, an individual or if you are a family with kids looking to get uh, the family out at the Midtown Athletic Club, taking advantage of their amenities. Uh, plenty of options for you to do that, and those amenities include super luxurious locker rooms, wet and dry saunas, uh, indoor and outdoor pools, and hot tubs, uh, top-of-the-line fitness equipment, and uh, you have a ton of yoga studios, uh, group exercise studios. I know the Bannockburn location has a boxing ring. Uh, tons of things to do. Uh, also, restaurant quality food. Uh, I hear the Buffalo chicken sandwich is a favorite. Uh, and if you love tennis, the Midtown Athletic Club is the place to be. Indoor and outdoor courts, pickleball, paddleball also available, and it is all USTA professional quality. So head over to midtown.com slash CHGO and find out more and schedule a tour of the local Midtown Athletic Club nearest to you. All right, do that. 
And uh, with the money the Duke's given us, maybe we can uh, get a group membership. He yeah. says, what's up, CHGO Hawks? I've enjoyed the Bedard highlights. I am an admitted hockey novice, it's but more importantly, I'm a Chicago sports fan bandwagoner. Just checking <laughs> in, is this team's arrow still pointed up? Yes, the arrow is still pointed up on this team. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Um, and I saw some people in the chat today, like, kind of giving it to Bedard. And it's like, if you're Nashville... All you have to do is stop yeah. him. And they did. That's it. You can dub, like, double and triple team him with like no consequence. Yes, he's no, there, he's got less than zero help. If anything, he's got people hurting him. On the yeah, ice with yeah. Him. like it's just honestly. It's, yeah, I mean, Bedard's doing everything you can possibly do. He still had a couple good looks in this game. Was not credited with a shot. We'll get to Connor's corner obviously later in the game, but uh, or in the show. But he is the least of their problems, and I really hope this doesn't become the new thing. Is if Bedard doesn't have two points every night, they're like, he needs to do more. Like, I mean, Jesus, he's already carrying the team. Back back to back months as rookie of the month. Right. Uh, Only because pretty close to a point per game player as an 18 year old with zero help. The only reason he pumped won, the brakes on worrying about his defensive deficiencies. Right. The, the, only, the only thing, the reason he won that award two months in a row is because they don't consider plus minus, obviously. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or time yeah. on ice. Yeah. It's not weighted for time on ice. Uh, a bunch of people also, before we get to uh, PD's video on the uh, Slingshot Power Play, talking about the rumored new deal for uh, William Nylander in Toronto. Uh, rumors I've seen are eight years, 11.25. That's what he's worth. Yeah. Uh, and it look, it means that obviously William Nylander won't be a Hawk, but they got to move somebody. And the Mitch next move Marner, on our list is Mitch Marner. Down. And yeah. I... Quite frankly, you might prefer Marner to Nylander if I it's would. all the same. I would, and not, and I'm not. That's not a bash of William Nylander. He's, 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 he's a terrific player. <laughs> I don't make them lazy Scandinavians um, <laughs> with their visors. Yeah, no, I I would prefer Mitch Marner just because um, Marner is more of a complete player. We'll, we'll, he's, he's he's like just as skilled and was a Selkie, Selkie finalist as as a, as a yeah, yeah and. As a He's, winger. As a winger, which rarely ever happens. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. they should have happened a bunch of times when Marion Hosa played. But... Uh, but he's a terrific playmaker, and the, the idea that the, the just the visions of him and Bedard passing it back and forth it's to each other... perfect it's fit. like... It's good. And the thing is... Like, I know a lot of people say, just wait till he's a free agent, but they may trade him as soon as this summer. Mm-hmm. And because they're going to need cap flexibility and people will say, why don't you just wait for him in the, in the, for the summer? If you can do what like the uh, Panthers did for Matthew Kachuk and get that sign and trade type mm -hmm. deal mm -hmm. where you guarantee he's here, you're not waiting and trying to outbid other teams. Yeah. The other teams, other teams aren't right. also going to wait to the summer. Right. So you try and yeah. do that. And, and that's where you give up some of these extra, you give Toronto their first round pick back and whatever else. <laughs> and here's Peter Morazic. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you give them their first round pick back from the McCabe trade and you just undo that trade. <laughs> Morazic and their first back. But this is where some of those young prospects that, that we all are falling in love with come in handy. You're going to have uh, yeah, to give them, yeah. you know, one of those defensemen are going to have to go at least one of those Maybe. defensemen are going to yeah. yeah, the first round pick. One of those defensemen. Maybe one of the talented forwards in the pipeline. 
Who knows? I don't care. But do it. Yeah. If you get if, if, if the you only do it per- for Marner, it, it's worth and it. And if you have Marner yeah. here ne- as soon as next season, then things are looking mm-hmm. better. There's one untouchable Blackhawk, Connor Bedard. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else, if it's Mitch Marner, even Korchinski, you're 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 listening. I'm sorry. I would. It's, he's an unproven commodity. I would because at least Mitch Marner shoots the puck. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, true. 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 And plays better. And it's, defense. Not, it's not a knock on Korchinski, <laughs> but look, if you're if you're talking about adding one of the top, I don't want to get into this, but 15 players in the game, yeah. and Mitch Marner, mm-hmm. you're, it's not going to be just like here's a first and a second. Hell no. Gonna, Teams are going to know a there's a bit. giant bit, bidding war for his services. It's going to hurt a little bit. Right, yeah, but yeah. it'll be worth it. I agree. I agree. All right, let's let's uh, let's share this video. So a couple weeks ago, I uh, reached out to Petey from PHNX. He is a longtime uh, video coach, uh, a goaltender, knows the game probably as good as anybody in the All-City Network, probably better than any of us, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, and he did a video breakdown of the Slingshot Power Play for us. Uh, this was on my Blackhawks beat at allchgo.com. But now that a few weeks have passed since it's been published, we're going to share the video with you here. So uh, check it out. Here is uh, Petey. From PHNX on the Slingshot Power Play. It's Petey with PHNX, part of the All-City family. And the guys at CHGO said that the Blackhawks are having a little bit of trouble with their power play, drop pass, breakout, and the fans are getting frustrated. So with over 20 years experience as a video coach in the NHL, they reached out to me to see if I could figure out what's going on. So it's time for another Petey's Puck Talk. When executed properly, the power play breakout drop pass gets the penalty killers flat-footed. You can attack him with speed and either get the zone effectively or make a play at the net. So let's break it down. It's all about the late speed attacking and getting the penalty killers to stop in the neutral zone. And it starts with the quarterback. He's going to carry the puck up the ice and get the penalty killers going backwards in the neutral zone. One thing the quarterback has to do is he has to be able to bypass the drop pass if there is a better play and keep the puck moving up the ice. This is one of the problems the Chicago Blackhawks have been having of late. Next, you have the two flankers. They're there for support. Um, for the puck carrier, and they are also going to be very important when the puck gets to the blue line. And it's all about the late speed. The late speed needs to be between the dots, needs to be parallel, need to have high skill and speed that can weave their way through the penalty killers and attack the offensive zone. They need to be parallel, they need to be between the dots, and they should get the penalty killers backing up against their speed so they should be able to attack the zone quickly and gain possession with a lot of room at the back end of the power play. When you get to the blue line, there should be four lanes. You should have two players inside the dots, two players outside the dots. And you should look to two-on-one the opposition to get clean entries into the offensive zone. The Chicago Blackhawks have done it so far this season. You can see them here with their speed backing off the Red Wings. Four lanes taken at the blue line. They attack the Detroit defender two-on-one easily accessing the zone and getting a shot on the net. You're going to see it again where the drop pass comes up with speed. They attack the blue line with four lanes. They two-on-one the Columbus defender, and they're able to access the zone easily in the power play and set up for their setups. But sometimes it doesn't work out so well. Here you're going to see some things that go wrong. Right now the timing is off, and everybody is stopped. When everybody is stopped, you can't attack the blue line with speed. 
So you have to back up and try it again. Another thing that can happen is the speed comes too close to the drop pass, which allows the first penalty killer to reattack and disrupt the power play at the blue line. Another thing that can happen is you drop too early. And when you drop it too early, you allow the first four checker to reattack with speed and again disrupt the power play before it gets a chance to reach the blue line. And sometimes it's just about execution. When you're not looking and you don't make the drop pass appropriately, you can create turnovers at the blue line. And here you see Karczynski, instead of bypassing the play because the drop pass is defended, he throws it right into the penalty killer, and they're forced to go back 200 feet and try it again. When it works well, the Blackhawks can do it right. They attack with speed, they get the penalty killer standing still, and they attack the net with speed and get a goal. They just need to do it more often. Well, that'll do it for today. Don't forget. All right. Hey. Oh. Hello. That was good. Okay. So here's the thing. PD must have just found out we got into a shower. <laughs> here's the thing with that. Um, you're getting these two-on-ones, right? That's the idea is you're creating a bunch of two-on-one matchups. Yeah. They don't have the skill. They don't have the skill, especially in their current. I mean, look, they're not going to change the system because they're injured. I get that. But, like, it just it has to be perfect. It was illustrated in all those videos where you got it. can't do it too early, can't do it too late, can't do it with any sort of defender there, can't do it standing still. This team is not skilled or good enough to execute a power play that calls for such skill and speed yeah. to work. So then, It doesn't work for this kind of roster. Then scrap it. Yeah, what's and don't do I would. It. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can you can say like, "Oh, like what they've been doing recently is it's an option, but you give the puck carrier the option to scrap it." Just scrap it. Even even at their even at their full health, they were average at best at executing this. Yeah. And now you have so many guys that didn't expect to be here. And your defensemen on the power play puck carriers, you know, our 19-year-old Kevin Korchinski, who, as you saw in the videos, was the three different examples of what not to do. And today it was uh, Zaitsev and Vlasic. Like, just just play simple. Play the the simple game. You, You have a power play. You have a man advantage. Whoever's a puck carrier gets it with speed. Everyone follow the leader with the speed, chip it into the corner and try and win a board battle. That's the simplest way to do You've it. Got and one more guy than them. Go on, get it. On that, uh, the second power play of the third period, not the one they started the third period with, but the second one that they that they had. Mm-hmm. They tried the slingshot entry, got into the zone. The first pass that they make off of the the blue line goes around the boards. And the Predators just throw it back into the Black Cog zone. Easy peasy, you know, take 30 seconds off the power play. The next entry was they just chipped it in, went down for a board battle, and they won the board battle, and they got possession after that. Five seconds later, it's going the other way because of a bad pass, but at least you chipped it in, got an entry, yeah. won a board battle, and had something, some possession to work with. So I just, I just think it's, you know... At their at their full capacity this season, they can't they can't execute it properly enough, effectively, consistently. 
just play simple. Well, and, and if it's going to yeah. be a, a, a slew of ice hogs coming up to help with all, with all these injuries happening, just keep it simple. AHL guys in the NHL just need to play the simplest form of hockey that they can. Korchinski especially, and I think it, part of it is him being 19 and wanting to do things by the book and not wanting to uh, improvise too much, but he will drop the puck no matter what. Yeah. There could be... Uh, a, the ice could have been like Bane came and half the ring crumbled into the ground. <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm on the slingshot drop pass. Like he's got, I wish that, and that's the same thing with him, by the way, that we're seeing with him not shooting is he's thinking too much. He's in yeah. his head. He's yeah. trying not to do the wrong thing, dude, your skill, your speed, your shooting, your passing, all those things are what got you to the NHL at such a young age. Trust it. Mm-hmm. I said it last game. It is not selfish to score. Putting the puck in the net is not a selfish act. It's the point of the Do game. Do it. Do it. He has passed up so many opportunities to shoot. And he. I wish he could switch mindsets. Get the shooting mentality for the drop passes. Yeah. <laughs> you right, know? yeah. And only do the drop pass when it's absolutely perfect. Right. There you go. Yeah. Or, or not at all. <laughs> or yeah, that or, too. Or use too. or use his his skating ability to just skate the puck into the zone. Like he has the ability to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 it, it can be maddening and look. A lot of it has to do with obviously the skill of the roster. But you would think at some point you've got to adapt to what you have. Yeah. Like. I'm sorry, if the 80s Oilers lost Gretzky and Messier and Curry and Coffee and on and on and on, they wouldn't play the same style. Right. You wouldn't yeah. think. I, it's just, it doesn't work that way. And I know you're trying to build a system and get guys comfortable with it for when the, you know, when the when the backup does arrive with Nazar and Moore and maybe Mitch Marner or whoever else, <laughs> that you're already well ingrained into the power play system. But the way to learn is not to fail over and over again. That's right. a way to get really frustrated and get your confidence shot a little bit. Right, and that's when you start freelancing to try and do things, you know, yeah, on your own, and then that's not helpful for anybody. And then when they finally get possession, because they're so, you know, shell-shocked from the lack of success, that they, again, overpass, and they get too cute, and they get too fancy, and it's just, it's all, it all, like, avalanches on itself. Yeah, uh, yeah Luke, Luke has said, since day one that he wants to keep things simple because that's what the roster dictates time to just get simple on the power play, get the puck in, go win the puck, you know, have Bedard carry it in or Korchinski carry it in, flip it in. That's where you have your Felino. Go get it. Mm -hmm. Get the puck up to the top, to the point. Korchinski start firing it away, get bodies in front, see what happens. That's it. It's not that difficult. It doesn't need to be complicated. Most power play goals are scored off of a redirection or a rebound. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not these amazing, you know, or, well, um, uh, when they're against the Blackhawks, they're backdoor plays, but that's a whole other issue. That, you know, yeah. it, right. That's a five on three today. And But, you know, yeah. most power play goals are scored from within five feet of the net. They're not these great plays. They're not... Yeah, you have your exceptions to the rule where Ovechkin has that Hall of Fame shot and, you know, DeBrinkit fires from there too, you know, but most power play goals, you got to get a bruise or two in order to score them. Most five-on-five goals too. Yeah. Yeah. You just, 
Score, scoring in this league happens within 10 feet of the net. Most most of the time, yes. Yeah. There's a reason those amazing plays get shown on the highlight reels because they don't happen very often. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, we got a super chat here from Chris who says, Korchinski definitely must shoot more. Perhaps he needs a night off more than Phillips. Davidson must add something. Development of young talent is hurting, and that's bad. Softenlam was really good tonight. So- yes, soft, he was good. Softy Bloom. Soften Bloom. That's a okay. typo. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's like a softy, like softy. I know, yeah. But at the N instead of the B, they're right next to each oh. other on the keyboard. You blew so it. There. You blew yeah. it, Chris. But thanks for the twenty bucks. We love that. Yeah, I appreciate didn't, it. Thank you, you didn't hit the wrong button in the uh, the monetary. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. I uh, don't. I see this a lot. The development of the young talents being hindered. I don't. I'm not buying that because listen, the young guys that are up here are all playing huge minutes. Mm-hmm. How has has Dylan Larkin been okay? What this year? as a pro when he's healthy, sure. Yeah, has Nathan McKinnon been okay? Yeah, as a pro. Yeah, pretty they good. Play them really bad teams. <laughs> yeah, like historically mm-hmm. awful teams. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like there. I don't think the development is being hindered when you're playing top power play. You're playing twenty minutes a night as a forward. Like that's mm-hmm. you're taking your lumps at the NHL level. Yeah. Um, so and with guys like Korchinski, that's the route you have to go because he can't play in Rockford. Right. And sending him to the WHL does him no good. Not right. at this yeah, at this point for sure. I mean Canada so he's, surely could have used yeah, him at the World I'm Juniors. sure Canada would have loved him to be at the <laughs> World Juniors. But uh <laughs> I'm not laughing at the kids who are broken hearted. I'm laughing at all the rest of the country. Canadians. The adults yeah. who go yeah. online and yell at children. Yeah. Yeah. World yeah, world juniors. about World Juniors time. Which is what we're doing right now. Is uh, it's a time to hate Canada. Go USA. Um, That's where I got the, the patriotic macho man on tonight. Beautiful medal round. I got two more waiting to go for uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, uh, celebrating a gold medal win. Edward the first of the ten dollars super chat says, "I wish they would pair Felino and Atwis with Bedard, the two dudes on this roster that are going to go get the puck for him." There goes all of assists. I mean, Felino's been there. He's, he's been on, he's the been line on that line. He's on there a couple couple games ago, right? Yeah. I would say, aside yeah. from Kurashev, Felino has been his most consistent line mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fine. I mean, yeah. It's it's the the left wing spot has been a, a rotating door. It's been Donato. It's been Bovillier. It's been Felino. It's been Reichel. Like Jesus. Like I just. I, well, I, Taylor I, Hall was healthy. If t- if Taylor Hall was healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah. if Taylor Hall. Oh yeah, he's left wing. That's right. Yeah. That's here's, why it was yeah. a perfect fit at the time. Here's and what you do. If you, if you want to get guys playing simple hockey, give me Dickinson, Bedard, Reichel. Sure. sure. I'm, sure. There's nothing you could throw at me that I'm going to say no. At, well, the, at this honestly, point? It's just like, at this point? Sure. Yeah. I'd be surprised if that wasn't a line I mean, at, it makes at sense, some point this season. But, yeah. I mean, Felino it and, make, Dickinson makes every line he plays with better. Does yeah. There's there's no doubt about that. And there's it's not a coincidence that Felino and Dickinson have per, you know propelled other guys to playing well this season, like Colin Blackwell, like Cole Gutman, like the guy like guys that get paired with them. Suddenly they look a little bit better, and it's because of the way that they play the the north south style that they play the you know aggressive forecheck. You know guys they play defense. They play simple. Put pucks on that. Like the the Bedard. Or I'm sorry, the Dickinson, Felino, whatever third pair line or third line pairing that they put together is what this team should be playing like right. mo- most nights. 
So you, if you did Felino Dickinson, Bedard, or put Bedard in the center between Felino and Dickinson, like I wouldn't hate it because it's at least like you, you put your best player with the two guys that get the most out of the rest of the team. Like at least you could get one line going in yeah. theory. I don't know. It's at this point you, with the injuries and, and who's here and who's available to put into the lineup. I mean, you just take all the names, rip up some piece of paper, write all the names, throw them in a bowl, pick them out one at a time. One, two, three, there's a line. One, two, three, there's a line. It's, it's not going to make a huge difference. No, because you've got counter Bedard and then guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I uh, got another quote here from Luke Richardson. Uh, this from Ben Pope. Says, the guys battled. It was the first step of where we want to go. We don't like the results. We can't accept them in this league. But the coaching staff was proud of how we asked them to battle yesterday in practice and bring it to tonight's game. Unfortunately, we didn't get any luck around their net. But the process of how we want to play was there. I generally agree with that. Sure. The tonight tonight's loss is not you know, they they packed it in, looked for the exit. Right. Tonight's loss was just you you don't have talent. You don't have talent. Yeah. The first period was, was awful. Second period was pretty good. Third period was decent when you consider the two rosters. Right. Yeah. Um so- Soderbloom had his best game of the night. I was actually I was actually not upset with the five on three goal. Cause I was like, okay, at least they're going to lose on like a real goal. Cause the, the first goal he gave up on the power play was a soft, not a one. great goal. Right. And I was going to be really bummed if they had lost one to nothing. Like you couldn't get him a goal. Like yeah. the one soft one he allows is going to hurt him tonight. Right. Um, so that, that five on three one didn't, I was like, okay, at least he's not losing on that, that bum goal. Cause we knew at that point the Hawks weren't scoring. So, uh, you know, um, I mean, you, this is one you can't complain about efforts. It's just, and you, and I just don't know if like lack of talent and lack of effort can sometimes be confused for one another. Yeah, it can where, be. You're, where you're just like, well, these guys don't ever have the puck. They're not trying. No, they're trying. They're just really bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's they're it's apples and oranges, but like you'll see a lot in baseball when a team can't hit. Like they're not even trying. No, they just suck. Right. They're just bad. They just are guys that can't hit. There's yeah, there's <laughs> there's other ways to indicate effort level rather than talent level. Um in in hockey. And yeah, tonight wasn't tonight we're not pounding the table saying they didn't they didn't finish checks. They didn't, you know, back check hard. They didn't try and win board battles. It was it was just talent. They didn't have possession and when they did, they didn't execute it. They didn't execute uh passing well. They didn't execute their their power play strategy well and, and it just it's they just don't have that nhl caliber capability to do it to beat a team like the predators they just don't have the guys to do it right now yeah uh k's creations mc says honestly if you take those third period penalties out of the mix and they still had a chance up to then bad penalties at the wrong time of the game in some ways yep yeah, there's some truth to that and that's again uh yeah. when you're chasing the whole game and you're probably worn out from defending you get you take stick penalties, you get lazy, you get caught behind, and you end up taking some bad penalties you don't want to take. Um, there was also a comment up there I want to get to. Steven, if you could scroll up a little bit. I forget who it is now. Hockey Barn. There you go. It's our pal at the Hockey Barn. Um, go visit that place, by the way, on Ogden between uh, Adams and Monroe. You can get in. 
Yeah, it's good a luck. Busy place. Game days, I hear it's tough to get a table. Yeah. That's a good yeah. thing. Hockey That's Barn says, thing. how about giving Marcel Marcel a shot? We've got a AHL contract. Pump the brakes on some of these guys. He was a fifth round pick this year. 18. He's got two assists in 14 mm-hmm. games in Rockford. He's 19. not 19. He's not NHL. He's not uh, even on an club. NHL contract. Yeah, he's, he's, on 20, an, he's on an he's 20 now. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's so on an AHL contract. He giant is giant funny baby. He is there to develop a a professional game. He's not there yet. Yeah, I hope he is someday. But yeah, very entertaining. It'd be great. He'd be he'd he'd be one of the best quotes in the locker room if 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 and when and if he ever makes the NHL. Yeah. All right, we got to take another break, and uh, we got a bunch of segments to pay off. But hey, we've got what like two hundred people watching and only seventy seven likes. That that's not right. That mm. Please smash that like button for us. Get in the habit. Make, Just make, make your, it part uh, of your routine. You click on the broadcast and click on the like. Make your make your uh, New Year's joke that you did and have them smash it for not liking the joke again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the from the pregame. But I can't show. make my joke that we haven't taught you since last year ah, because we did earlier today. Darn. Ah, you just did. <laughs> Thank nice. you. Hey, there you go. But smash it anyway. Uh, you know what I hate almost as much as the slingshot? Actually, more. Than the I don't slingshot. know. Jay's oh. joke. New York? Oh. No, no, no. I'm used to Jay's bad jokes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you, know, you know what is even worse than the slingshot power play is ticket stress. I oh, hate yeah. ticket stress. Mm-hmm. Your favorite band's coming to town. You got to wait in an imaginary line for four hours just for the computer to say, sorry, those tickets aren't <laughs> available anymore. Yeah. I hate it. It's the worst. Game time takes away all the worry and all the stress when you're going to buy your tickets for your next big event. Game time is fast and easy to buy your tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with last-minute killer deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You want to go and see Counter Bedard live and in person playing with the Rockford Ice Hogs? You can get yourself <laughs> some good deals. This a week from tonight, Tuesday night, Edmonton Oilers are in town. Hey, Connor Oilers. McDavid, they're pretty good. Sounds good. Thirty nine dollars gets you in the door. That's not bad. Connor That's versus a good deal. Connor. That is a good. That's deal. worth it for McDavid. Yes. And then uh, the following Tuesday, the Sharks are in town for the uh, first round of the Celebrini Bowl. Uh, Twenty three dollars. <laughs> You want to see the boring ass Minnesota Wild in person? If you if you <laughs> suffer from insomnia and need help going to bed, you can get in for twenty two dollars on Wednesday, February seventh. That's a little too much for the Wild. But see, Brock Favor have uh, no points. Be a plus one in thirty minutes. Yeah, Hooray. still not win the Calder. So no matter what game you want to go to, what event, browse through the game time. Uh, head on over, download the Game Time app. And you're going to get the last-minute tickets, flash deals, deal zones, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. View from your seats in the venue. That's a cool little trick. You don't, you're not sure what kind of view you're going to get. Use the view from your seat feature, and you'll know exactly what you are going to see, see when you buy your tickets from Game Time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download that Game Time app, create an account, use the code CHGO, and they're going to give you $20 off your first Purchase terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CHGO. I had to spell that out for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And you want to look good when you go to a sporting event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're all your CHGO gear from CHGOlocker.com is in the laundry, which is understandable, yeah. you got to go with our friends at FOCO. You can get fitted out in the best sports gear around. They've got hoodies, shoes. 
pajama pants, everything you can imagine that you want for a game. It is hockey season. You want to be warm in the ice cold United Center. Mm-hmm. Get ready for a game. And guess what? If you're into bobbleheads, mm-hmm. the Connor Bedard bobbleheads are flying off the shelves. They just announced, you can pre order this now at foco.com, a Connor Bedard Michigan goal bobblehead. Oh, yeah. uh, you don't even get to see like the final design. You can see like <laughs> what the outline of what it's going to look like is. If and three of them, you, you I can't really even hope see Jordan it. Bennington is in this bobblehead. That will oh, be a must-buy. But there's a Counter Bedard uh, Rookie Sensation Game Breaker bobblehead. Sold out. Don't even have a design for that yet. The first career goal bobblehead. Sold out. The one that we ordered that's coming soon. The Makita and Bedard side-to-side bobblehead. Sold out. So if you want this Michigan goal bobblehead. You can't even get Counter Bedard Friendship Bracelets. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but it, kid is crazy. If you want to get this Michigan goal bobblehead, you have to pre-order it. You can't wait. Jump on it now. FOCO stuff is awesome. Yes, oh, it's $75. Yeah. It's limited. This is a collector's item. There's only, only 144 of these made. 144. So go to foco.com or click the link in our description below. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO10 Whoa. for 10% off. But if you want that Michigan bobblehead, and I know you do. Eight inches in height? Yeah, that's a good that's size. A, that's a tall one. Go get it <laughs> now. Before There's only 144 of these going to be made. <laughs> Good thing we're not a kid. <laughs> you are now. Ah, oh, okay. I just missed it. All right. All right, yes. we got some super chats to get to before we uh, pay off our segments here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got here, Steven? <sighs> From Chris. We've got Chris. Chris is, Whoa. Chris uh, oh, hey, wow. Chris. Holy moly. Chris is uh, spending that Christmas money. Okay. I got to see where to start here. This is top down. All right, top down. Uh, $20 super chats from Chris says, starting to question mark? I don't know what that means. Starting to question. Uh, oh, starting to question Davidson. Signing a dirtbag Corey Perry and injury-prone Taylor Hall. I know he can't control injuries, but come on. Uh, Soderblom was a typo. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, there was no evidence of any of this stuff with Corey Perry. And we don't even know what it was, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, no one questioned that signing when he came in. No, literally There's a the reason mo- he played till he was 38. Literally the morning uh, of the, the incident, the Blackhawks were using social media to show him signing autographs for kids at practice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Taylor Hall injury thing is legitimate, but it's also what made a talent like Taylor Hall available. Is teams were like, well, we got a lot of money invested in this guy. Boston was, they needed to clear some cap space, and they said this guy's injury prone, and he's a depth player for us. So sure, here he is for nothing, right? And that's what you got him for. So fine. Um, Mitchell is not. Yeah, yeah. You 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 roll the dice Sorry. that you get a healthy Taylor Hall, and if you don't. You're in the lot. Have you not heard Ian Mitchell is going to be the next Duncan Keith? I've heard that. Of the Providence Bruins? Yeah. Oh, nice. He might be. going to be the next Keith Duncan. Uh, Chris with another $5 says, Love Felino dropping mitts, jersey pulling overhead Deutschville candy ass. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you knew (laughs) Courage was going to get hit like that, and uh, Felino is going to go after him. That's a given. Deutschville candy ass, a song by Marcy Playground. I think so. (laughs) Yes. I said Deutschville because that's kind of <laughs> how he spelled it. And Deutsch Point, Deutsch Bank. Like I'm mad. The guy's a total Deutsch Bank. Uh, and then another from Chris who says, "Love all CHGO yeah. Hawks, the group that has to cover the cheap ass Cubs and the Bears guys. You guys are all great. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. You're Chris. feeling generous Chris. tonight. Yeah. I appreciate, appreciate all the support. That very much. Yeah. Um, I th- uh, something. This could be a next a great segue into our next uh, segment. When I was walking in here, I was thinking we. 
nicknamed Studio B, mm-hmm. the Radish Garden, way back in March of 2022. It was like one of the first things we did. Because it was like <laughs> his like first game here, he like scored a goal or a second game. So like, this is the Radish Garden. We love him. He's great. Yeah. I think it's time to change the name because... Uh, I think I think the 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 garden has been tilled and it, it's not uh, very fertile anymore. So what are we going to call? There's a radish famine. Yeah, yeah the, the 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 varmints have come in and eaten all the radish. And I thought of the perfect nickname for this all right. studio, oh, okay. and it's one that we'll be able to use for many 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 years. This is now Studio B Dard. Oh, I like it. Ah, uh, yes. Nice. No one else can use that though. No. Sorry. Studio. Bedard. Hopefully it's Studio, Studio B. But Ellinger soon. That would be nice. B. Ellinger. Yeah. yeah. Studio B. Ellinger. Studio B. Fields. The Fields. <laughs> sure. No, it's Studio Bedard. I love yeah. it. And that could take us right into Connor Bedard's corner. Yes. There it is. My favorite part of the show. Connor Bedard. Now featuring uh, <laughs> rights free Steamboat Willie. Take that, Walt yeah. Disney. Come sue us, Disney lawyer. <laughs> we waited 95 years for that. <laughs> there he is, Steamboat Willie. No other Disney imagery in there at all. No. Absolutely no. none. Uh, Connor Bedard, zero points, zero shots. But that doesn't tell the whole story. Actually, it kind of does. He had two shot attempts in this one, uh, 1904 of ice time. Um, there was one moment and I, it delights me when Connor Bedard has a misplay where he probably could have shot it on the backhand instead of the forehand. And they cut to good old John Scott in the intermission saying, well, if it was me, you know, I just would have shot it on the backhand. Thank you, John Scott. No, you wouldn't. I don't have. think you need to teach Connor Bedard how to play offense. Yeah, if John Scott, we're good. <laughs> if Connor Bedard is going to start listening to John Scott, we're in big F in trouble. If it was me, it wasn't you. He had what five career goals? I love that he, he uses his uh, the head the headphones he stole from United Airlines on, <laughs> on his Zoom call to the Blackhawk Studio. <laughs> I, for the record, I like John Scott. He's a good guy. I do like. He John does Scott. have five career goals and eleven career points. I like John Scott, the human being. He's a fun <laughs> dude. I've had the the chance to hang out with him before, but like, he's not the person that should be telling Colin Bedard how to play hockey. Yeah, not not taking offensive. And by uh, the way, Lucy, that is uh, that is not the character that it. No, was it's in there. Steamboat we Willie. We cannot say that character because we'd get in trouble. It's Steamboat Willie. Mm-hmm. He's yep. the one that is now free for all of us to use. Yeah, Chris with another five dollars says, <laughs> "Studio, do something, Cubs. Do something. Co- do something, Cubs." I think Chris has had some. Chris has had a fun finished, night. He had to get through the rest of his yeah, uh, New Year's look. He's finishing off his leftover eggnog tonight. Is that Cody's burner account, by the way? Yeah, it might be. It might be. It very uh, well only, might be. only if his next super chat is, is uh, something about being big of him for being here. Give him credit. Yeah, 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 then yeah, then we'll know it's Cody. Yeah. Well, he know he would call people off for the lack of likes. That's what Cody would do. So that's true. Smash that like button for us. We'd we'd really appreciate that. All right, um, we've got to do a four star of the game. Just you wait yourself with your helmet, all right, buddy. <laughs> people want to see your deep dish hat. I want to grab my helmet. Four star of the game tonight. No surprise. We probably had the graphic made before the show began. Arvid Soderblom, who stopped thirty three of thirty five shots. And look, I'm not ready to say uh, he's back. But it's really nice to see. Was he ever really here? Though? Uh, yeah, it's a good point. It's really nice to see He's him here. bounce back and play. <laughs> it was a good game from him. He played well. Yeah, the first goal was soft, but he made a lot of big saves. A couple uh, after that five-on-three goal, yeah. 
They had another shot where he was down and out, laying on his back. He just kicked yeah, his leg up like, like a rocket. <laughs> made the save. Yeah, got it. A couple big saves in the third. The first period, he was really good. 16 saves. Yeah. Yeah. The, the goal he gave up was not great, but he had that one play where he kind of like deflected the puck out of midair yeah, over the was, net. Yeah. Good for him. He was like, seeing it well, I thought, in this one. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's a guy that we've beaten up a lot on this season, and rightfully so. Like, I don't think we've been out of line at any point. Um, we've been much nicer to him than a lot of people in our chat have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm happy for him that he had a good uh, a good game. Now, let's see him build off of that. He's going to get another start on this road trip. They have back-to-backs. Thursday against the Rangers. We'll see Mrazic. Then he'll play the New Jersey Devils. On Friday, a fast team that is probably going to skate absolute circles around the Blackhawks. Mm. That could be an ugly one. Both yep. of those games could be very ugly. So let's yeah. start getting like two good starts in a row. Not saying he's got to go out and beat the Devils. Just don't give up six. That'd be good. I mean, making 33 saves and only giving up two goals, like like I said before, that yeah. should keep you in most games. Like your GAA is almost four. Get it under, get it under, yeah. get it below that. Keep going down on that. Right. Up on the save percentage, down on the GA, and maybe you can salvage a second half of the season where you're like, okay. Right. It was really bad, but it got better. Yeah. All right. One more super chat from Chris. $20. Chris, thank, thank you, you Chris. man. But put the wallet away. <laughs> he says, uh, very big of me. And yes, happy New Year's, boys. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Happy New Year's. We should Year's. just keep Cody. interacting with Chris if we're going to get all these super Yeah. Chats. I mean, I, we can take, two, the Chris. We take tomorrow off. Well, we should, we'll getting. name the, uh, the the Studio B the Chris Chris Studio. Yeah. Yes. Studio, <laughs> studio but Chris. All right. Let's give Mario his uh, helmet again. No one cares. Yes. Cares. Back to the. I won on a technicality. Back Woo! to the, technicality. Back the to best the game win. Score. Congratulations for picking the player who sucked the least out of the three of us. Uh, Greg had Bedard. I had Korchinski, who is the lowest rated player in the game. And Mario had Cole Gutman. Yeah. Who wins on the blue lines. Told you. So there you go. Mario with a 16th win. Told you I had a gut of feeling. Of the season. Hey. Good for you. We're I feel like this is. You. I'd have to go back and check, but I feel like this is the first time, maybe in the last four times that I've won it that I'm actually wearing the helmet. That's I think that's I've either been buddy. at the United Center or uh in my bedroom closet. So it's Showing it's us your knob. Yeah, it's nice to <laughs> it's nice to be here and, and have the uh the up to the standards uh helmet back on. Feels and good. uh I know we got some new people in here and uh Frank in the chat says I've been a Hawks fan since nineteen sixty four and I've never seen a team that sucks this bad. It's pathetic. Frank, this is a rebuild and for a lot of your life, uh, from 1964 on, there was not a hard cap. So teams did not have to kind of burn it all down and start over when they could just bring in whoever they wanted at any time. This is a rebuild. This is what it's going to look like. It's what it looked like for Detroit. It's what it looked like for Colorado. Will it work like it did for Colorado? Or will the Hawks be the next Red Wings? We don't know. But you've got the number one piece that you need to turn your franchise around. You've got a generational talent who has won Rookie of the Year back-to-back Muntz is an 18-year-old. You've got a lot of really highly touted prospects both on the team and uh, around juniors and college and everything. Like, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. Whether or not it's going to be another dynasty remains to be seen, but this is what a rebuild looks like. And look, if you want to be, we always talk about, like, the Nashville Predators or the Minnesota Wild and these teams that, like, half do it with no real hope of winning a Stanley Cup – is it more palatable on a night-to-night basis? Yes. But does it get you the ultimate prize? No. 
And this is the way the Hawks have to do it. And now look, I think the three of us agree. We've been on board with what Kyle Davidson has done so far. This offseason and the next, it's going to be time to make plays for legitimate, highly paid, sought-after free agents that matter and bring in guys that are going to be part of this team with Connor Bedard for the next four, five, six, seven, eight years. And now we got to see how we can do at those negotiation tables. Um, but this is what a rebound, this is what a rebuild looks like. It's what got the Hawks three Stanley Cups is you got Keith and Seabrook and Taves and Kane. Then you were able to sign Hosa and you develop Corey Crawford. Like that's how it works. And all these draft assets they have, they increase the odds of the team having more depth pieces as years go on. And, and two other points to add to that real quick. Um, this is not as bad as some of those early 2000 teams because some of those early 2000 teams were supposed, they were sold to us like this is a competitive team yeah. when everybody knew it wasn't. And there was no hope. Last year, this year, we know what's going on here. They're bad by design. And right now, the black if the Blackhawks players on their injured list played the Blackhawks players on the active roster <laughs> they'd, pick up game, they'd kick the dog shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, even if all those guys come back, when they come back, hopefully they come back. They're not all dead. They won't they they still won't be a playoff team, but it will be at least like NHL competitive. Yeah. yeah. You'll have actual NHL guys out there on every line. And I keep saying, like, if the team that was built, brought in to start the season was still here, this team would be much better and much more competitive. But you've had so many injuries of key players and long-term injuries of key players. It just, it is what, like, what do you expect them to do? I expect them to go out and compete like they did in this game. Are they going to lose more than they win? Yes. But the only thing that's going to piss us off this year is if they go have a mail-in effort like they have, frankly, too many times this season. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, look, they're bad by design, and it's going to end up in them probably getting another top three pick, hopefully the top pick, and it's another piece you can add as this team starts to come out of this rebuild in two or three years. Yeah, you have a likelihood of winning the draft lottery two years in a row. So you get a guy like Connor Bedard. You potentially get a guy like Macklin Celebrini. That sounds like a nice one-two for the next 15 years. I don't know. I like guys who score in my World Junior Elimination mm. Games. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's a bust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then this year's draft, uh, or this past year's draft, you had two first-round picks. This year's draft, you have two first-round picks. Um, you have a slew of second-round picks where a lot of you know uh, quality guys can be found that – you know, could be first round, you know, first round plus talent um, that fall into the second round. And, uh, you know, then you have the ability to use some of those picks or prospects as currency in, in trades that matter for guys that are going to be uh, immediate impact. So, yeah, you, you have a rebuilding team. You have a rebuilding blueprint. Um, now you're just you're just into the. You're actually in the rebuild now. When when we started up, it was in in March of 22. It was teardown time, and all of last season it was teardown time, and it was it was it was the uh, you know move moving on to the next era. And it very rarely do teams move on from one era to another in in consecutive seasons. Very rarely do highly successful teams move on from 
you know, guys that are going to go into the Hall of Fame and then just recycle into, oh, they're still competitive. Unless you're like, the Bruins. Yeah. Like it's very, it's very rare to do that. And uh, Kyle Davidson inherited a organization that was directionless, and at least they have a direction, and they have pieces to the puzzle that are starting to come together. I mean, if you look at, you know, the World Juniors going on right now, you had uh, Adam Guyan playing in net for for Team Slovakia coming up big in 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 their uh, in their action. You have four guys with Team USA uh, that are playing really well. Sam Renzel is playing really well. Gavin Hayes is playing really well in the role that he's expected to play for that team. Frank Nazar is picking apples like Johnny Appleseed, uh, which is wonderful to see. Oliver Moore is playing on the top line. Um, and then you got a, a, a bunch of guys in, in Rockford that we've talked about with your, your Del Mastros, your Allens, uh, your Docs, uh, Ralston, Lipen, guys like that. Uh, and then you have guys in the OHL and the NCAA that you get excited about. So there's a lot of those future pieces that are in the next two, three years coming up the system while also you have tons of cash to spend. And this offseason and next offseason, there's a lot of guys that you look at and you're like, I would be very comfortable spending all this cash on, on these players. And, and it, moves, it moves the needle forward. It progresses uh, the rebuild forward, and and I think it just takes a little bit of patience. It looks like this, and then when you have a rebuilding team that's expected to be in the bottom five and they experience a dozen injuries, it gets worse. So this is kind of just the situation that they're in, and at this point you just hope for health, and you hope that, you know, Connor Bedard is, is you know, putting a bubble. That'd be great. Uh, with this fifty dollars from Chris, we maybe can buy him a bubble. He says, "Yes, I'm straight drunk, but I think there is a direction." And understand the frustration from fans in a city where all the teams are question marks. Hawks, I predict, will be playoff caliber in two years if Davidson is successful next two off seasons. I think that's That'd uh, be fun. That's probably reasonable. Yeah, I've said for a while, twenty five, twenty six is the year that you can really, hopefully, be like, okay, if everything goes right, this is a wild card team. Yeah. And you take that next step. Yes, the future is bright. This is a season we just kind of have to ride out and deal with it. And then in uh, hopefully two to three years, we're going to look back at some of these rosters, these game rosters and go, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that we'll was so file. bad. And uh, it is what it is at this point. I don't yeah. think there's there's nobody going to walk through that door right now that's going to make much of a difference. He's already here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's Jay Zawoski. That's right. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We're off tomorrow, back Thursday for pre- and post-game, so don't miss that. And reminder that we are powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Make sure you smash that like button for us on the way out. And, hey, as uh, fans start to catch on to Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks, tell about us. Say, hey, I found this really great Hawks podcast. It's on YouTube. It's on podcasts. Uh, go check it out. It's called CHGO Blackhawks. That would be really, really helpful. And by the way, if you are listening on the podcast and you didn't see PD's video, it has been tweeted from the CHGO Blackhawks Twitter account. So you can go there and watch PD's breakdown of the Slingshot Power Play right there on our Twitter at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. Or so you're watching the YouTube replay and wonder what the hell happened to PD's video. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to take that down, guys. All right. Well, it'll be on Twitter. One way or the other. They can't bust us there. Exactly. All right. So for Greg and Mario and Steven, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you Thursday pregame on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.